You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. The present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. After the flood of Noah's day, and God started everything over again through Noah and his family, God said, I'll put my bow in the sky, and that'll be a sign of the covenant I'm making that I'll never again destroy the earth with a universal flood. Every time you see a rainbow, be reminded God's word is true. He will never again destroy the earth in judgment by a universal flood. Today, Pastor Danny discusses God's promise to never again destroy the entire earth with floodwaters. After a rainy day, the rainbow that appears in the sky is our reminder of this, so that we know that God hasn't forgotten His promise to us. However, Pastor Danny wants you to know that this assurance doesn't discount the destruction of the earth through fire. God must judge the earth so that His believers may depart to heaven and the disbelievers to hell. Which group will you be in? Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of The Living Word. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. That's our verse. Now turn back to the left. First book in your Bible, the book of Genesis And I'm not going to read you the whole story because it's fairly lengthy, but I'll read you the major part of it. It's the story of Noah and the ark. Great story. Chapter 6 of Genesis, verse 5. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. An amazing thought that God feels pain. So the Lord said, I'll wipe mankind whom I've created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. Some people have a hard time with this, but the idea is, look, things are just going from bad to worse to awful, and uh, we need to put an end to this and start afresh. And that's what God's saying. Verse 8, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The word there translated favor is a Hebrew word, and it's synonymous with the New Testament Greek word translated in the New Testament, grace. It's unmerited favor. Noah found unmerited favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you're to build it. The ark is to be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Make a roof for it. Finish the ark to within 18 inches of the top, so there's an opening around the top. 
put a door in the side of the ark, and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I'll establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You're to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you for the new start. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You're to take every kind of food that's to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. One more verse, verse 22, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Hey, Noah believed God's word regarding future judgment. Did you know essentially the story of the Bible is twofold? I mean, if you summed up from Genesis to Revelation in in a very succinct form, you'd have two sides of a coin. Uh, One is this, holy God, creator, unrighteous world, fall of man, humanity, sin. And so holy God, because of sin, now predicts judgment. That's the one side of the coin. Holy God, unrighteous world, judgment. What's the other side of the coin? Same holy God, but that's not all of his character. Holy God, righteous, all those things, but gracious, merciful, compassionate. And the same God now has a plan to redeem the world that he is going to judge. And if the world will respond to God's plan by faith, guess what? You can be saved. You don't have to experience the judgment that he's going to bring. Some people, even professing Christians today, suggest that the judgment in Noah's day uh, was not universal, that it wasn't a universal flood that covered the whole world. It was just more local. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Back to the right again, 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning in verse 3. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing, following their own evil desires. They will say, where's this coming he promised? Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. Deluge, it means complete. He's talking about the flood of Noah's day. By the same word, God's word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. After the flood of Noah's day, and God started everything over again through Noah and his family, God said, I'll put my bow in the sky, and that'll be a sign of the covenant I'm making that I'll never again destroy the earth with a universal flood. Every time you see a rainbow, be reminded God's word is true. He will never again destroy the earth in judgment by a universal flood. But he didn't say he wasn't going to destroy the earth again. <laughs> he said not by a flood. Next time's by fire. Now, verse 10, the last part, the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. So the Bible says, look, the flood of Noah's day was universal And it represents and speaks of a future judgment that won't be a universal flood, but it will be universal. It'll be by fire. That's what the Bible says. But it's not just the Bible. I mean, how can people say that the flood of Noah's day was not universal if you really look at the evidence? The evidence. 
If you read the whole story in the book of Genesis, one of the things we learn is that the flood, uh, when it was complete and the rain and all had stopped and the, the waters from the deep that God sent from below the earth, it's not just rain coming from above, but it's from beneath the earth as well. Once it's complete, the Bible says that it covered the highest mountains over 20 feet. In other words, there's over 20 foot of water over the highest mountain. Now that includes Mount Ararat. That was the area where Noah uh, lived uh, and where the ark was built. Mount Ararat is 17,000 feet high. And you had waters over 20 feet above the top of Mount Ararat. Look, scientifically, you cannot have a local flood that covers a mountain over 17,000 feet. It's not possible. The flood lasted 371 days. Did you know this? This is cool. Every culture on the planet, every culture in history, every single one, has a story of a great flood where one man and his family were saved, including the Eskimos. The Eskimos have a story of a great flood and one man and his family saved through the great flood. Get this. In every corner of the planet, you can find scattered around a layer of earth strata that can only be fine mud or silt, even under the ice sheet of Antarctica. It contains the same types of elements all over the world, and it represents the dividing line between the age of the dinosaurs and the age of mammals. It gets better. Scientists all over the world recognize this layer, but they disagree on what caused it. What about 40 days and 40 nights of a lot of water? The earth is crisscrossed with ancient riverbeds, some over 10 miles wide. Uh, There's one near Vernal, Utah, that you can stand and look at uh, one of these riverbeds. It stands near vertical due to the upheaval in the earth's crust and contains virtually every species of animal, including dinosaurs, fossilized palm trees, wood, and get this one, fish, fish. Turtles, birds, etc., etc. They found fossils of sea creatures in rock layers on every continent. That's fascinating to me. For example, most of the rock layers in the walls of the Grand Canyon, more than a mile above sea level, contain marine fossils. You know where else they found marine fossils? In the Himalayas. The Himalayas. Some of these fossils are, one person described it this way, exquisitely preserved. What does that tell us? It indicates a sudden, catastrophic destruction and burial. They could not be so preserved without some sudden, catastrophic event. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the Living Word 
This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.